I'll be reading from the book of Galatians in the New Testament. Think of this as God through Paul to the churches of Galatia. This is in chapter 6, beginning with verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. There were teachings being circulated in the area of Galatia that were not right, false teaching. And Paul addressed that earlier in the book of Galatians. He carries that concern with him into the rest of the letter. For instance, in the way verse 7 begins, do not be deceived. But in this context, his warning has a more general scope. This passage has an important role to play as we address this question. Is being a Christian worth it? Some in this audience might offer an immediate response. Why, of course it is worth it to be a Christian. Blessings now and the promise of heaven. But are there times when you might need to review the value? Remember the blessings and renew your hope as a child of God? And there may be people tuned into this live stream, this recording, who are not committed Christians and who are interested in the answer to this. Is being a Christian worth it? Being a Christian is a commitment, a commitment of life that requires time, that demands that all we do be done in keeping with Christ's example and teaching. Being a Christian is a daily life of honoring God, loving your neighbor, serving your brethren, taking care of yourself and your family in the way that God is directed. It is the way you think, the way you speak, the way you raise your family and treat people. It is how you get through the storms of life. It is a set of priorities unlike what the world pushes. The question needs a sound response and periodic review. Is being a Christian worth it? There are answers to that right here in Galatians chapter 6, 4, that I want to call to your attention. Number one, being a Christian is worth it because of who God is. Last Sunday morning, I spoke of the glory of God seen in His creative work in nature, known by reading His Word. His glory is exhibited in an astonishing way by the person and work of His Son, Jesus Christ. His glory is discovered when you learn of His grace towards sinners. All of that, I said last week, is about who God is. So, I'm playing off of that today by saying to us, being a Christian is worth it 
because of who God is. Let's look here on this page in Galatians 6 at this statement, God is not mocked. Be warned about any dismissive attitude toward God. Don't slowly deceive yourself into thinking that He doesn't know, that He doesn't care, or that His will and judgment can be refuted. This is one of those passages where the Bible writers put before us the reality of who we are dealing with, the Creator. Human beings slowly change, becoming better people or worse people, or we just change our minds when convenient. God, according to Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6, does not change. James 1.17, He does not change like shifting shadows. Hebrews 10.23 says to Christians, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. O taste and see that the Lord is good, Psalms 34 and verse 2. When it comes to my life, who gave me my life? Who set my life on the right course? It is God who cannot be mocked, who is glorious in grace, but firm in his opposition to sin. When we really know who we are dealing with, all reservation is removed. It is worth it to be a Christian. The Creator who made us in His own image, who sustains us, has promised to save us and redeem us eternally. It is worth it to become and be a Christian, to be personally related to the Creator and to be His servant. Secondly, it is worth it to be a Christian because of the law of the harvest. Now, this is not a law that you can violate. It is the law as an absolute principle similar to the law of gravity. Listen to the next part of our text in Galatians 6. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. This is something in the Bible that every farmer of all time has depended on and will freely acknowledge Whatever his religious convictions, the law of the harvest, whatever one sows, that will he also reap. Over and over on the pages of Scripture, this is written back in Genesis 8.22. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. This is a creation principle. It is an absolute law. And all through agricultural history, from Adam to the present, experience and science has observed this. It is called sometimes the law of the harvest. There is a fixed correspondence between the seed planted and the produce harvested. So you can't put corn seed in the ground and then two weeks later change your mind and just announce that you will take tomatoes off the vine. No, it doesn't work. This is a fixed law. Whatever one sows, that will he also reap. No matter how much you want tomatoes, 
The corn seed that you put into the ground will not give you tomatoes. This might be called the law of returns, and it is unstoppable in the moral and spiritual realm. We all need to know this is the way life works. This is the way life is. Ignore God, sin against God, mock God, and you set yourself up for a harvest corresponding to that seed that you planted. You reap what you sow. The harvest will directly correspond to the seed you planted. So every time I make a choice in my thought life, in desires that I carry out, in responses to people and events, I'm planting seed. The harvest will correspond to the seeds I planted. The law of returns is unstoppable. Here's the way Paul expressed it. The one who sows to his flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. A simple way to approach this reality is, which do I want? As I age and approach death, which harvest do I want? Corruption or eternal life? If your goal is eternal life, your present life choices must be according to what the Spirit teaches. And the New Testament contains the teachings of the Spirit. Jesus died so that people can give up sowing to the flesh and start sowing to the Spirit. Being a Christian is worth it because of this law of harvest. There was an expression I heard from my grandparents' generation when I was growing up. It was common for a grandparent to say, Now, don't run afoul of the law. When I went off to the army, my grandfather, who didn't commonly offer advice, told me, Don't run afoul of the law. That simply meant don't break the law. To run afoul of the law meant not following the law, therefore putting yourself at risk and getting in trouble. When we are talking about the law of the harvest, you can't run afoul of this law because it is fixed. What you sow, you reap. The harvest will directly correspond to and reflect what you planted. So, what am I planting by the way I think and live and act today? I can't fool God. If I sow the seeds of dishonesty, jealousy, irreverence, intoxication, sexual immorality, I'm told here in the Word of God, whatever you sow, you will reap. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. That's what Paul said to the Galatians. It's worth it to be a Christian. Number three, because there is a present value in serving God and sowing to the Spirit. I want to be forgiven of my sin and go to heaven. Amen. I want a relationship with my Creator. 
I desire that God may be glorified. Passages throughout the New Testament speak to these good motives. Hebrews 13, 16, do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. In 1 Corinthians 10, 31, so whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. But I want a life of purity, integrity, and righteousness now with my family and friends and brethren while I am here. Being a Christian means you get that here. The joy of sowing to the Spirit and the joy of doing good now, every day. Verse 10 speaks of doing good. That's now. That's in the present. Not only do I want to go to heaven, I want to do good while I'm here. I want to know that my labor, my activity as a disciple of Christ is exactly what I need to be doing for my good and the good of the people around me now in the present. This passage in Galatians helps us understand that in serving God and sowing to the Spirit, we're doing what is good and right now in the present. It is worth it to be a Christian. The sacrifices we make in serving God now have a present benefit in the experience of life on earth. Fourth, being a Christian is worth it because you have help and you can give help to others. Verse 10, So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are of the household of faith. I want to take you to something Jesus said that is so very important. It's in Matthew 19.29. He said, Everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. Living your life as a disciple of Christ, you can give and receive help. Jesus says you have a new family, the household of faith. During this recent time of crisis and distress in this country, I've been in contact with Christians here and Christians outside of this area, and I am encouraged. I am impressed. People are checking on each other, helping each other, joining in through video conference platforms and social media, delivering groceries and medicines and praying together. Families are growing closer in hard times. Christians are exhibiting patience and hope and not growing weary in doing good. See, it is worth it to devote your life to Jesus Christ and be a part of this great family where people help each other. Jesus said, By this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. I want you to listen again now to our text. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, 
that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. If you are not a Christian, will you pause and consider? Will you give good attention to who Jesus is, and what he did, and what you can be? and what you can become, and what hope you can have. If you are a Christian, there is a single little statement in our text to which I call your attention. Let us not grow weary of doing good. Thank you for listening.